Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I am Ashley. And we are here uh, to talk about a new movie called The Lovebirds that just debuted on Netflix this weekend, and Ashley's going to tell us about it. Right, so this is a movie that was supposed to be in theaters, right? But due to the coronavirus and quarantine, it's, uh, it was released on Netflix. And it stars Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. They are a young couple. Um, as the movie begins, we, we see the relationship in its first moments, and um, it's a nice meet-cute, it's a nice nice scene, and then it skips forward four years, and they're like this bickering couple, they're still together, but just barely, and in fact, um, on the way, they're going out to a, to a dinner party, and on the way, they essentially are about to break up when... Um, they get involved in an accident that leads to a murder, and they think they're the prime suspects, and hilarity kind of ensues, and will they or won't they realize that they are made for each other after all and shouldn't break up? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the big question that's not really that big of a question. <laughs> what yeah. did you think of it? Well, I was looking forward to this movie because, you know, it had been originally a theatrical, intended as a theatrical release, and I um, I was looking forward to it, I was like, okay, so this is going to be a proper film, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's coming on Netflix, and listeners of this podcast know my feelings about Netflix movies, but um, I was like, this, this is going to be a proper film, right? And I don't know, maybe my expectations were too high. Um, this is also directed by Michael Showalter, who um, directed another movie uh, Camille Nanciani was in a couple years ago, The Big Sick, mm-hmm. which was I got quite good. And also, um, Hello, My Name is Doris, which I know was one of our favorites from a few years ago. Yeah, um, uh, yeah this, this just doesn't quite click. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these two leads. Um, I've seen them in other films. In fact, Issa Rae... Um, has been two other movies that we've done a podcast for just this year. Um, the Hate You Give, mm-hmm. which was part of our um, African American History Month uh, in February. And then uh, a month or two ago, she was in The Photograph, which was one of the last movies we saw at a theater. But uh, she's really good, um, and, and he's really good. But I don't know. I don't quite like them in this movie. Um, you know, one of the things that is. I don't know. I never feel like they are real people in this movie, that the characters are real. I feel like they are characters with dialogue that they're saying. Um, Particularly, it just kind of starts out off off note, you know, for me anyway, with their whole meet cute, um, because we get a little bit of that at the beginning. And then it quickly switches, it says, to four years later, and they're arguing and they're not getting along. And they spend a lot, I feel like, they, I feel like, I mean, I wasn't sitting there with a stopwatch, but mm-hmm. I feel like they spend a lot of time with them arguing. Mm-hmm. And the arguing feels artificial. It sounds, like, it sounds like two actors spouting dialogue that has been written for them. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of annoying. I mean, it's, it's, here's the thing. So anytime you do a movie where, or even a TV show, right, where characters are shouting at each other, and they're not getting along, and they're not being very likable, you are walking a fine line, and you have to do it right. Not just you being actors, but also the, the writing, the directing, everything. Um, 
Sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes this is down to the individual person. I remember, so, you know, one of, I think, yours and mine's favorite TV shows is uh, Faulty Towers mm-hmm. from back in the 70s, British TV comedy. Um, I remember, you know, and it's, I would say, fairly universally, universally loved, mm-hmm. right? But it's not everyone's cup of tea. I remember showing it to a friend of mine many years ago, thinking like, all right, he's, he's going to love this. And midway through, he's like, this is just a bunch of people shouting at each other. <laughs> And I really couldn't argue with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what, you know, I may find funny, someone else may not. And someone, I'm sure some people find this funny. I thought it was just a bunch of people shouting at each other, <laughs> at least for part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I think they were going for a humorous argument between these two. I think that scene was supposed to be funny. That's why it kept going. And, you know, you could tell that these were supposed to be kind of humorous jabs that they were, they were making. I don't know. They just didn't land. It wasn't. It wasn't effective. I mean, it is possible to write and perform funny arguments, and I think Faulty Towers is an example of that. But yeah, this one didn't quite work. Um, the the two, and it's a shame because the two leads are really charismatic and really great. And you know, the enjoyment, any enjoyment that I got out of the movie was thanks to them. Um, so so yeah, I, I just wish that they had been in a better movie. Yeah. The plot is very predictable. Um, in fact, if you saw the trailer, um, I feel like you saw most of the movie. Um, the trailer gives almost everything away. Um, there were very little surprises. Um, yeah, and you know, this is one of those where I was actually excited by the trailer, and it turns out that the trailer was kind of everything. Yeah. So. There's a, a scene. There's very. There's a, kind of like an eyes wide shut style um, mm-hmm. scene. But it doesn't even work. I mean, and Eyes Wide Shut, kind of, you know, not everybody likes that movie, right? But it's a, it's a weird film. But, you know, the the whole, like, thing of people in masks and you don't know who they are and it's kind of weird, that can be done well. I think it was done well in Eyes Wide Shut. Um, this, though, so, so in Eyes Wide Shut, you, you, you had time to sort of luxuriate in it. In this movie, they don't do that. It's just kind of presented very quickly, and and there's not a lot. There's not a long time they spend with that. I swear, I swear they spend more time in that initial argument between those two characters <laughs> than they do with this. Um, yeah, and so there's also a scene where, like, so they think that you know they witnessed a murder. They think that the police think they did it. So they're kind of quote unquote on the run, and. They, they, I forget why now, but they change into different clothes. And Issa Rae's character puts on like a, I don't know, it's like a onesie or something. It looks like, a, I mean, she's able to fit into it, but it looks like a child's mm-hmm. unicorn pajama thing. Mm-hmm. And I can tell, and I, every time I see a picture of it, like when I was like pulling this movie up just to have reference while we're doing this podcast... Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of that, and I just rolled my eyes. Because it's one of those things that you know, like, on paper, it's just supposed to be funny. Like, you can tell, like, in the writer's room, they were like, and then she puts on this unicorn pajama thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, and I mean, when I was watching the movie, I was just like, I, again. So there are movies that do this well. Like, you know, um, like things like Game Night or Horrible Bosses or um, Superbad are those kinds of movies where these characters are they're out and about and th- crazy things are happening to them and I don't 
don't know. Every time I was watching those, yeah, it was farcical, and but I found it funny and I found it like believable in the sense of yeah, I was rolling with it with these characters. In this movie, no. Yeah, I you know they're trying to do what those movies did and try to um, bring these characters into ever more ridiculous and bizarre situations, and, and I think that's where the eyes wide shut. It, that it seemed almost like a satire, supposed to be a satire of that. I mean, it felt almost lifted from that movie mm-hmm. and, and plopped in here because, oh, you know, what's what's going to be weird is if they get into this weird masked sex cult. Um, I don't know. It just, it, yeah, it wasn't given enough time to really um, be convincing. So, yeah, it's going for that dark comedy like, like Date Night or all those movies. And, you know, occasionally I, I chuckled, but... Um, for the most part, I just felt like it, it missed the boat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing I'll pick out is there is a scene, and if you want to see this, I won't spoil it for you, but there's um, a scene where a character um, does something and it involves another character. And it's a whole, like, you know, again, I'm trying to be a little vague in describing it, <laughs> but it's a side it's a side plot. It's a, it's a, it's a, and, and, and anyway, when it was happening, I got very smug with myself. I was like, you know, oh, I can predict now what's going to happen. And I was making this internal prediction. Well, it ends up, it, it didn't happen the way I thought. But instead of actually kind of praising the movie because of that, like, oh, this movie wasn't predictable like that. Instead, it actually made another ding against it in my book because I was like, well, then what was the point of that scene? And you and I discussed this afterwards, so I think you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's, I was just like, what, what was, the, in retrospect now, we didn't even need that scene in the movie. It served mm-hmm. utterly no purpose. I felt like maybe at some point there was a payoff to that scene, but it was cut or something. Mm. I, I just felt like, I will say the, the, the movie was pretty fast-paced, and it's, I was never truly bored by it, but um, there were a lot of, at least a few kind of loose ends mm-hmm. that were never... Never explained or followed it's, up on. It's brief. It's an hour and 26 minutes. Yeah. Um, which feels a little bit longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this, though. After all the... I mean, it sounds like I'm really slamming this movie and stuff, but it's actually um, um, not a horrible movie. I mean, it, it is certainly uh, an average film. Yeah. I think, though, it has elements that certainly with the actors and the director um, and, and whatever, it... Um, it should have been better, I think, than what it turned out to be. So I think I'm just more disappointed than anything else. Yeah, I think everyone involved has made better films in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so this is a disappointment. So why do you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a 6. Okay. I give it a 5.5. Um, so our score is a 5.8. It is on the tomato meter. It's got a 67% fresh from critics and a, and a rottenish 53% from audiences. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so, um, you know, this director has done two better movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So the ones we mentioned earlier, um, Hello, My Name is Doris, which I highly recommend, mm-hmm. uh, and The Big Sick, which is also a good recommendation. So I would see those two movies of his yeah. before this one. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.